everyone. Welcome to Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping for you Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 4. Honeymoon. Hiccups. Hiccups. Did you like what I just did there? Wow. Yeah. How's that going to sound back? (laughs) Okay, so before we get into this episode, just a few things at the top that we usually save to the end. Um, First things first, thank you so much to the lovely people that left reviews on Apple Podcasts today. Like we always say, like, the more of you that can write actually written reviews, I know it takes a little more thumb time, but hopefully under 30 seconds, uh, it goes a long way for us because it helps people find us more easily, especially if they're just like blind searching for maths recap pods. Um, it helps us reach more people. So thank you so much to the people that left reviews this week. And someone actually wrote in their review something that I don't think anyone's ever said about us, which is that they're really loving how PG we are and how all the other people get too crass. And I just like, don't know what to, I'm, I'm worried about disappointing you as we move forward, but I am so thankful for you. And we appreciate you. Yeah. Keep the five-star rating. If we're not for you, that's okay. Yeah. Um, maybe hope. you just caught us in a PG moment. Yeah. Because it's not, I mean, we're not extreme by any means, but. If sex is on the, if it's on the topic, like, it's got to be discussed. Yes. And just note that the episode, each episode rating should have the explicit. Right. Tag rating. to it. So. It's, yeah, we just. We talk, we say plenty of cuss words. Anyway, we appreciate you. <laughs> and it was unexpected and cool. And also, like, you know, feel free to to drop out if if we disappoint you. I hope we don't disappoint you. Anyway, moving on. So reviews, really, really helpful on whatever platform you are. But I think Apple Podcasts is one of the main ones that allows the written. So there's that. And then also just a reminder, we do have our Buy Me A Coffee website. We always put the link in our show notes. Um, It's a place where you can go and make a contribution to the podcast in like five um, $5 increments. You can set up a recurring membership. We even had some people that are such angels that they kept that going on our hiatus. So all of you that have made contributions, thank you so much. Um, it does not go unnoticed. We appreciate it so much. And the truth is we love this so much. And there's a lot of work that goes into it on a weekly basis. Most of which is done by Brittany. Indeed. And we're juggling it amongst having a full-time job. So it's just a lot. And it's one of our favorite things to do, but it is a lot of work. So if you are enjoying the pod on a weekly basis and you feel ready to up your Till Death Dose recap commitment, feel free to go to that link below. Also, if you have ever wondered about our intro song, it is the gorgeous Mackenzie Howe, who sings in her own band called Pet Dress. We also always put those details in the show notes. Uh, Someone commented this week about how amazing the intro song was, which we agree with you. 
And um, please go find her on Spotify because she has lots of amazing songs. She was formerly in The Wild Reads and now she's doing her own thing as Pet Dress and we are all better for it. So let's get into the episode. The last thing I'll say is this is our first week where we get Tim's power rankings. And they the are- rankings that no one asked for, but the rankings that you get every week. <laughs> People like your rankings. So I would just say, hold out to the end because those are always at the very end. And they're <clears throat> fun to kind of compare with the polls. Like, I think it's time that we do some polls since we're done with all of our weddings. It's time to check in with oh, people. polls. Yes, bring You know, and find it. out. And like, it. sometimes they don't always agree with Tim's power rankings. So anyway, let's get into it. Let's start on a cute, happy note this week. Let's do it. Nicole, Nicole and Chris. Chris. Uh, prediction off the top. Huh. This is going to be a lifelong married at first sight couple. A hundred percent. I see them them. in the, with their children in the follow-up series. Yeah. Uh, They're coming on to those like extra shows that no one asked for. Yes. Like former castmates. Yes. That's, that's, that's a bold announcements will be publicized. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a bold prediction, but I guess not. I guess (laughs) everyone thinks that. No. Yeah. I love Nicole and Chris so much. They are so smitten. They are 100% actively falling in love right now, like in this moment. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if we get I love yous by the end of the honeymoon. I think they're definitely having sex on this honeymoon. Nicole clearly wants to, and Chris is too afraid to admit that he does because he is so respectful. Um, But I'm going (laughs) to, I won't get ahead of myself. So, I mean, we pick up where they left off. They're in the hotel room. And we just get a lot of... A lot of complimenting. We get a lot of complimenting. Oh, right. They're very complimentary of each other. Yeah. Um, It's just adorable to watch. We find out that Nicole is a late person. Oh, right. And um, is never on time. And something that... Chris is going to be fine. I have a lot of experience with Mm. over here. Okay, well... Just (laughs) saying... Wham, wham. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Nicole, oh, the one thing I will say, so I was getting a little confused with where we were. So a lot of their like vulnerable opening up happens after the family brunches. Yes. Um, but we do have a moment of her in an interview from night one where, because he tells her she's such a natural beauty or it's like morning one. And Nicole is like crying in this interview saying like, She's finally ready to accept someone she deserves. It's just so beautiful. Like every corner we take with them, this couple's story gets more precious. So first we have Chris with Nicole's family, Nicole with Chris's family. Nicole's dad is continues to be quote unquote tough. But he's not mean. He's, he's just not, intense and funny, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and going back, I think I made a, a comment to this like early, earlier in, in a previous episode we did last week, um, where he has this thing where it's very intense. And it's, you know, she mentions that he's a New Yorker and, you know, he has that kind of grit to him. He has the accent. But it's funny because he doesn't, it's not... 
It's not like these hard-hitting questions. He asks Chris questions that have one or two answers. So it's like, are you in or out? Are you in or are you out? Are you going to be in or are you going to be out? And he's like, I'm going to be in. I'm very much he's in. He's like, you going to treat her good or are you going to treat her bad? You better treat her good. Is it going to be good or is it going to be bad? He's like, I'm going to treat her good. And so it's he's yeah. not, Chris has it, is not really like having to answer. Not like actually grilling him. Yeah. In like any sort of specific way. Yeah. It's like, what is Chris going to say? It's like an I'll, energy. He's yeah, like, exactly. I'm coming with grill energy just yeah. to like see if that scares you. <laughs> we do uh, have another serial killer reference from another parent. What is going on this, this season? This is the state of America in 2023. I'm telling you. I think it is. The second that I watched him say that, I was like, that tracks. Like at this point, especially now being in development for unscripted TV, like especially in the last few years, like we are all obsessed with murder and true crime. And to it's a just, fault in my opinion, uh, for sure. But it's just like, this is not the person that you would necessarily expect to be like at the forefront of his mind is serial killers. I know, but this is where we are today. And I think on the forefront of most people's mind, when there's any hint of suspicion, we go to serial killer now. Kind of unfair. <laughs> I think. For like, sure, I, like I think such an extreme. I think we job. can find a middle ground where we can say <laughs> I'm a little unsure of, of him. It's like, are you? Do I not know this person? And is he white? Yes, could be Dahmer. I don't know. <laughs> okay, but I will say, I do think that the bigger point of this statement, it's just he's a nice guy, but serial killers usually are, is what he said. So it's like he's basically saying, I really, really like him, and I don't know him like. But I still could find out in three weeks that he's a fucking psycho, which is like pretty valid for anyone that's ever watched maths for more than a season, to be honest. Yeah, I would just like for <laughs> everyone's sake, if we were able to find a more um, baseline comparison mm, here. I mean, I guess it's inter it's entertaining. Yeah, it's less interesting. We get the right reasons. <laughs> we get a right reasons oh drop from gosh. Chris. Which if, you know, if you've ever watched The Bachelor for five seconds, you've heard this phrase. But you know what? It's coming from Chris and he is here for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's a succinct little phrase. So I'm I'm here for it. So we have Nicole with Chris's family. And gosh, his family is so sweet. We just, I mean, these aren't like juicy meetings because they're both really fucking just solid, sweet people. Mm -hmm. So there's not really like, much investigating to be done. But I would say the big theme from this meeting, you know, his brother says in the past, he's been very consumed with his relationships. That was the biggest telling thing we got. Yeah. And you can see it. I mean, you For can sure. see how. For sure. They're just really emphasizing he's an amazing guy to the point where he will let himself be walked all over. And she's tracking the whole thing. She already guessed this last night. So like she's with it. She gets it. She sees it. And she, I think because of what we find out later, she's been through, she's just like so motivated to like, I see that in him and I'm going to protect the shit out of him. The analysis that she gave after, or in her little interview with the camera, mm -hmm. after meeting with his family, mm -hmm. I thought was like top notch. Yeah. Like we are listening and we're listening to what the family has to say. We're not just rambling like Clint 
to, mm-hmm. to give, you know, to give these answers. We're listening, we're taking it in, and we're already preparing how we're going to use this information to be the best version we can be for our partner. Yeah. The, the fact that she went and said, okay, I realized that I, I need to be a protector of his heart. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh. good on you. Like, I know. that is- She's really smart. It's really well done. Really yeah. well done. Yeah. Uh, we have, so then when they're done, like every couple does a little debrief and then they have, I mean, they because I think they, they have one more night there, right? Or is it just like part of the day that they're hanging out on the bed? I don't know. But this is when- like, first, we have our moment where she's clearly taking a risk step by making it clear that she's down to do it on this honeymoon. And oh, I just yes. think it's so funny. She's like, she's like waving the Jamaican flag with like a little bit of like a sultry shimmy. And she's like, do you think we'll have sex in Jamaica? Because I'm feeling it. <laughs> I was like, go, Nicole. And he's just like so respectful to a fault that he just like has to. This might be a the one issue with him is like, Chris is so sweet. Does he have an ounce of game? Like an ounce of game or swag? You know, like we need it just a tad. Like well, she teed it- you up. Just, like, take it to the finish line. Like, you could say anything. But it it was just all received as, like, oh, well, it's going to be a great trip and anything could happen. Like, (laughs) I think his game might be limited to his accents. He's going to, they're going to be in Montego Bay. (laughs) And she's going to get out of the water or something. And he's going to be, like. Nicole, come sit on my lap. No. Oh. It's going to be something like that. Yeah. So TBD on that. But I still just think that she is so, she's like turned on by what a sweetheart he is. And that's a great place to be. Like, and that makes a lot of sense with the journey she describes that like, that she's been on that she would finally end up here after all the work she's done on herself. And like, it's like her, everything's been rewired. And like now what she's like literally turned on by is just like a very sweet, sweet, stable man. Mm -hmm. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. And she fucking deserves it after what we find out. So, I mean, I did think it was a little weird when he says he feels closer to Nicole now than he ever did with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, they, I mean. And she wouldn't touch him, apparently. They both had toxic relationships. It sounds like Nicole was like, I mean, Nicole's relationship was straight up abusive. abusive. It's not even like a question. I don't feel like I've gotten, maybe I just haven't been paying close enough attention, like as to the level of his toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Did he get cheated on or something? I'm trying to remember. I think he's just been with like mean girls who are like withholding and play games. Yeah. And he just doesn't know when to call it quits. Yeah. Which that again, like his family made a specific point to say, if you know it's not working out at any point, please don't drag it on. Yeah. Please just cut the cord. I was like, ooh, that's intense. But kind of makes sense for his personality. 
Um, but yeah, I just didn't know what to make of that. We need to learn more about these exes of his. I'm sure we'll get more information. But then she goes into how like normally she gets severe vac- vacation anxiety with boys because it's so many days in a row. And she's always been petrified that with that many days in a row with a person, by the end of it, they won't choose her anymore. And she'll be too much. And they won't like her anymore. And that was like heartbreaking to hear on its own. And then she goes further and explains like her first relationship was severely emotionally abusive. He would regularly tell her she was worthless. And she just took him at face value because she was young. And this was the first boy that showed interest in her. And so she believed him and he burned her with a cigarette. Disgusting. Insane. And Chris kissed the cigarette burn. What a guy. It was so cute. I got teary. And and she's getting emotional talking about it. So she basically says that, like, that set her up to go into every relationship after feeling like she was at a deficit. She had to prove herself every time of being worthy. And it all led to, like, a point where she was so exhausted by, like, not being authentic and fighting to be perfect Again, there's things about her that really remind me of Kristen from San Diego, um, just personality wise, mm. and that she just called it all off. And I think that is why she's been single for the last, like, I would say two to four years, I'm going to guess from what I'm gathering. So, but in that time, she did all this work on herself. And it's just, it's so perfect that she got her Chris. And he is just, so touched that she's sharing at mm-hmm. all. And I mean, and she got comfortable sharing because he opened up first and he shared emotions first. So then she shares all this and then he's just blown away that she did. And they both are just emphasizing how they've never experienced this level of openness and connectedness. And like, they can just be themselves with another person before and it was so cute. Chris in his interview is like, my message to her exes is, your loss <laughs> because she is brave and she is beautiful. And I was like getting chills. It was just the cutest thing. He's a sweetheart. He's so sweet. And then he did like literally the only information that was of value from him in After Party was just that their first night. It was just fun hearing what everybody's first night actually is. Because you know that it's not actually ending when <laughs> with the whole fake go to bed thing. Yeah. And he said they basically stayed up all night and ate gummy bears and talked and cuddled and or they woke up cuddling. So they're adorable. They're going the distance. They're here to heal each other's wounds. I love it. Me too. I'm excited for the road the journey ahead. Me too. Should we move on to Jasmine and Eris? Yes, we should. We start. We we pick it up wedding night still. Yeah. Um. They're both like really open about how attracted they are to each other. Yes. Which is cool, but it feels very like awkward and nervous to me in the hotel that night. Um. Like it's not. It doesn't feel like super easy. Mm. You know. It's not a Nicole and Chris ease by any means. And I just think it is so funny because we have Eris talking to camera while Jasmine's getting ready saying he's exhausted and he just is really hoping that she's as tired as he is because he would like to go to bed. Interesting, Eris. After your get on your knees stunt, 
for your boys three hours ago. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I just find it hilarious. Like, so, okay. Clearly, a lot of this that you put forth is like a show. Um, information for us to yeah. download. And then after all that, she walks out in probably the most curated lingerie of any of the girls for her first night. I was surprised to see a Teddy on night one. (laughs) I hate how you love to find a reason to say that word. I just love saying that word, Teddy. So cringy. I think we've done this before, but I'm always curious. Like, what, what do you, what's your night one? Oh, I actually have. I, I put it down. Yeah. What's your night one? Like, here's my question. What are you wearing? And what are you hoping that your man, how your man is dressed? Mm, I think it's appropriate for you to be in like boxers or, or like pajama pants or something. Okay. I don't know. A boxer brief is really snug for the first night, but also what if we're attracted to each other? Shirt or no shirt? No shirt. Really? Yeah, no shirt. Okay. It's like a fun in-between. And what I was going to say later. As is, l- and you can't have any stains on your underwear. <laughs> Does everyone remember Elijah Wan's underwear stains? Because those seared themselves in our memory. I still remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> the blue draws, the holes in them, and the stains. Not okay. Oh, my God. Okay. I would wear, I would go Gina's route. So Gina wore like a cute matching jammy set that was like shorts and short sleeve. It's cute. It's like put together. It's a little bit sexy because your legs are showing and like you could unbutton it if shit gets crazy. But I'm also like it protects me enough. It's not it's not suggesting too much that I don't know if I'm ready for. I'm bringing the sexy Jasmine lingerie on the honeymoon TBD. Like, you know, for like when the moment feels right, but I'm not, I'm not doing that the first night with a stranger. I'm just not. And I'm, but I'm really impressed because uh, yeah, it was just a really impressive, bold choice on Jasmine's part. And it's very cute set. Yeah. Matching robe. I think I'd be intimidated if someone came out with a Teddy. I'm like, I just met you. <laughs> Save your teddies for another time. <laughs> I don't know if I'd wear a shirt I'm or not sure a shirt, too. I'm sure you would too. be just fucking fine. I'm just but- saying. <laughs> um, well, what I was going to ask, I'm pretty sure we know our answer. Because they all, like, joke about it on the bus, but not when they get to Jamaica. But they, I feel, do you think they did anything? Like, did they go past kissing? No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone did. Okay. I just like, once I saw the lingerie, I was like, oh, you're like open for possibility tonight. And it's like, that made me think like, maybe they went to like second or third base. Who knows what the bases are anymore? Wait, third base is no. I don't know what bases are. We're str- we're getting very close to that PG line right now. I know. We're straddling it's like we it. got it. And I was like, I'm going to put it to the test. No, I was literally making sure that third base is not the same as home base. Correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think they got to second or third base. Maybe. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, from there, I mean, the big things that stand out for all of us, I think, is like 
poor Jasmine with Eris's family. Eris basically admits on um, After Party in his extremely monotone voice that he feels really bad for what Jasmine had to go through because his experience was like night and day from hers. His was lovely. Her family was just very warm, very accepting, very encouraging. And there was really nothing of note. If like I all I wrote was that I thought his first question to them about if she's organized in the house was just like the lamest way to like utilize this opportunity. Yeah, there were some bad but questions. But I'm sure but there was more. Just in general. But I was there. just not impressed. But I, poor Jasmine. I'd like to amend what you said. You what? said poor Jasmine for having to be with Eris's family. Yeah. Poor Jasmine for having to be with Eris's cousin. Because true. the the rest of the family, mom, That's everyone true. seems fine. This cousin has Sucks. to go. Has to go. She sucks. It's, it's really pissing me off. She's literally like crossed over to me. Like, okay, I have a few things. People are speculating on the internet. Uh-huh. Because and it, and it makes sense because the way this, either she's desperate to have an on-camera moment. That's where I'm leaning. Which is she's maybe the, possible the family member. to be both. Yeah. But is there a possibility that these two are not bloodline cousins? They are, you know, auntie cousins that you like grow up with that are like actually just family friends. A lot of people are theorizing. They're literally talking about like, I'm getting kissing cousins from these two. Really? Like, why is she? Because she literally is acting like a psycho ex. Yeah. She is. And it's like uncomfortable. Like you start to get the like vibe of like, why are you this invested, dude? Like you're reacting in a way that's very unbecoming and it's making you look jealous like you wish you were Jasmine. I don't want to be like creepy or gross, but I mean, I think it's kind of a valid guess. Interesting. I don't, we don't know what's driving you, ma'am, but like you're out of pocket at this point. The producer asks her on the side what she thinks of this new wife. And she does this like psycho laugh. Uber disrespectful. Yes. It's like so demeaning. And honestly, it makes you look terrible because like it's not cute. Like it, it looks evil. And like she's just mean. She's just mean. And Jasmine is so sweet and so warm. And she calls her out for the pageant stuff again. Oh, my God. She said, so I I personally got vibes from not only the cousin, but whoever that person that she was with was the other younger girl. Yeah. I was like, is that another cousin? Is that her sister? Or is that I don't know who that girl is. So we're calling them cousins for the sake of it. Both of the cousins sucked. We just had the meaner leader cousin. And. I don't know. They just weren't weren't giving her anything. And I thought that they were mean. So it comes. What we do learn is that Jasmine has lived with an ex and she lived with her last ex and they haven't been together. Like that was only seven months ago that she left. Interesting. I don't think that I don't think that that's that extreme. No, I really don't. She clearly implies that like a lot of things about the relationship we're over before it was officially over. So, and she made reference to like physically, emotionally. So I'm like, okay, there's more to that story that I'm sure we'll eventually get, but that's perfectly fine. I, the double standard going on here is mind boggling, mind boggling. Like, sorry, Maybe they she's well-spoken. Well, no, no. What I'm, what I'm getting at is, okay. First of all, she asked the question about if she's ever lived with a guy. Right. Right. 
To my understanding, Eris has never lived with a woman. And you were hating on Eris because he'd never lived with a woman. So how could he just move in with one? Exactly. Yeah, right. Now you're saying, oh, well, that was seven months ago. Well, guess what? Your cousin, now I guess I have to put this in quotes, your cousin, <laughs> I need a family tree. I need an heiress family tree, I think. I think that's what we need to get down to the bottom of it. Um, now you're saying, oh, that was only seven months ago? Your cousin slept with someone two weeks ago. Literally. Like, come the fuck on. Oh, my God. Like, it is so backwards. It's absurd. She's literally just like, I just, she keeps moving the goalposts. Nothing would satisfy her. She's here to be a bitch and get camera time. And that's what she's doing. And and the fact that ugh. we're probably going to have to see her at home at, and during homecomings in a few weeks. You better not. Oh my I, goodness. No. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So she keeps contradicting herself in multiple ways. The other way being that like, you're such a pageant girl, which she says with disdain. Jasmine doesn't know how to deal with that. She's just like, I'm sorry that I'm fucking well-spoken. Yeah. Like, what? Again. Would you rather have your pageant girl saying, such um, as the um, Iraq and places such as <laughs> other places? Or would you rather have your... <laughs> if you guys don't know what that clip is, it's iconic. Look it up. Look up pageant. I um, believe it's Miss South Carolina. Miss South Carolina, such as the Iraq. It's one of the best things. It holds up. We've been laughing at it for 15 years. Continue. No, I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. So I just think that's totally unfair. And again, like we said last week, there's a difference between sounding like a smooth operator who's not really saying anything. AKA Clint. Right. Where you talk in circles and you say sweeping adjectives and you don't really say anything of substance. I don't feel like that's what Jasmine's doing. I just think she's really well-spoken and I would like it to stop being viewed as an insult. And she, when she comes back to debrief with Eris at the hotel, she is clearly like very shaken. Oh, and my last thing with bitchy cousin in her interview, she, after all that shit talking, she goes, I mean, I'm really praying that it works out. <laughs> and what I have to say to you is F your prayers, cousin. We do not want them. We don't want them. They're coming from a bad place. It would actually be like a hex or something. So keep it to yourself. I just can't. Yeah. So poor Jasmine. She's clear. And and, and she's still being like, she's still being very sweet and diplomatic about how she's sharing this with Eris. You know, yeah. like you can tell she's containing mm. some of her upset. And she explains it to him. Like, basically, your cousin doesn't like how poised I am. And she finds it suspicious. So she's kind of like, she just says it and it might not be the way that I want to hear it, but that's how she is. And I don't know. I think Eris could have like provided a little more comfort and apology in that moment, but maybe he did because in after party, he's very clear that he didn't like it. He didn't ask her to say this stuff that actually this cousin has never been this medley because he lived in California for years and years, which I don't remember knowing. I'm I'm convinced like half this cast Did is, half is this transplants. Did half cast just move here to be on the show? It seems, I mean, like, it, it really seems confusing. that way. And it's just funny too, because the premise of this show is I haven't, I haven't been able to find anyone. And it's like, I've town. been, I've been in Nashville for six months and I just can't find anyone yeah. to marry. Yeah. It is weird that they're, I mean, I think Nashville is a transplant Yeah, it's a popular place, transplant but, place. 
it doesn't seem like it, very few of this cast actually has lived, lived there for, for a very long. long. Time. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, in After Party, Eris was on this week and I didn't think it was like super enlightening other than him making it clear he didn't like how that went down. And he said that their first night, they had a karaoke night in their hotel room. Yeah. Which I was like, what? So I do feel like there's personality inside of him. I'm just waiting to see it. And I'm still, you know, I still feel iffy about him for his F-boy past. But I don't know. I'm sort of just like. And props to Jasmine for feeding him grapes in the tub. Oh, I hated that. I would have been like, no. (laughs) They get to their honeymoon hotel. He goes straight for the bath, gets in it, fully monotone is like, bring me grapes, bring me grapes. And she, you can tell she's like trying to figure out, are you kidding or are you not? And I still was not clear. But in the end, she gets him grapes. And he's not even like giggly about it. Like, it was weird. I don't get him. I don't know him yet. Yeah, I agree. Any other thoughts on them? Um, I'm just, uh, I'm just, it, it's hard because they seem very much into into each other. They're definitely attracted to each other. And, but then there's all this like stuff beneath the surface that I don't think she knows about him or. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot that are, that is gonna, there's going to be some interesting conversations that are had. They're not like, they haven't like fully like melded or clicked yet. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I don't have high hopes for them, but I'm not like oh, this couple is doomed right now. I'm just yeah. sort of like, I think I'm neutral. Uh, okay, Dominique and McKinley. Let's do it. Um, I think Dom is still drunk from the wedding when this Definitely. episode starts. Okay, Definitely. <laughs> and she admits as much in After Party. He seems very into her. He expresses very strong attraction to her when she's like in the bathroom changing. And then he says... Yeah, I'm just excited to pick her ear on certain things. He has a couple. Pick her ear. And when we burst into laughter, I'm pick sorry. Her pick ear. her ear. It's pick her brain. And because no one says pick her ear, it made me imagine the literal version of that. And I was just imagining him picking earwax Ew, out of her ear. And I so hated it. disgusting. <laughs> Hand me those Q-chips. Let me pick your ear for a sec. Let me know what you think about this. But they're very smiley and like start making out under the covers. And I don't know. I wrote something tells me they're going to do it for some reason because of like the age difference here. Like she's really young. She's drunk. She seems like a little more of a party girl. Yeah. And he's expressing extreme attraction. Like how are they going to not end up doing it? Yeah. It seems that way. It's yeah. they're they're getting it in on the honeymoon. Uh, Houston, we have a salmon. We have a salmoner. We have another salmoner. <laughs> There's always at least one salmon. Um, and if you're not clear, we're talking about the pronunciation of what we know to be salmon. Um, it's commonly pronounced salmon. So that's all I have to say on we that. We have Lajuan, and now we have Dom. Yeah, and I mean, she's a fish girl. Okay, so. I gotta say, I have given her a lot of shit for the whole old soul thing 
and her not me not thinking that she's really ready for this. Uh-huh. Mad respect for having a freezer full of catfish that she caught and cleaned herself. That's right. That's badass. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah. Maybe there's some old soul there. I'll give her a little credit for that. <laughs> oh my God. I'll give her a little credit for that. She does. She's definitely like, she introduces her country, like her country ways, as she calls them. They're definitely a part of her identity and they're important to her. And like the family is very, like the family said a lot, but you can tell even to her, like this is very important. So I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out with them too. Like I'm, I'm curious to watch her do her thing and like see how he joins. So Mac with Dom's family. Dom's family is amazing. They are. Uh, okay. I, I, I wanted to, to say something that okay. might be. So we obviously talked last week about the conversations around race and why they're important for an interracial couple and why they make sense, especially coming from Dominique's side of the family, why they would feel protective of her and just concerned um, about what she could be getting herself into marrying interracially. I have seen some commentary in message boards from people that are supposedly Max family saying that the a that conversation that happened between Dominique and his mom that was made us all really uncomfortable was apparently much, much longer and like yeah. was very much chopped up to look worse than it was. And that the producers were really pushing this line of questioning. And so I was personally just a little surprised that in the brunch with mom and Mac, that she brought up the question again, almost as if she'd never asked it. And I put, I can't tell if this is authentic or if this is a producer's pushing something right now. Mm. And again, I only say that, not because I don't think that this conversation should happen, but I'm confused because mom just put him on the spot about this stuff last night. And it wasn't like they were further along in the discussion. I don't know. I mean, it's still, I see why she wanted to know, have you dated black women before? But just like at the top, the way it was framed, there was just a wonder for me. Like, did she even want to go there again? Or Mm. is there some producer in her ear making her act like this is the only storyline for them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. Um, But yeah, they were warm and lovely overall. And like, Fair and balanced. Yeah, and I would he, say he got into <laughs> he got into uh, he referred to himself as a bit of a rambler in his twenties. Another thing, don't know what that means. Don't know what it means. Have at all. no idea. I mean, I'm making lots of guesses, but it's been it a was rambler in response in the 20s. to like a question f- framed for him as like. Are you asking ready to be about married? his past relationships or, yeah, yeah. and like, are you, and oh, you've never been engaged before. Yeah. I was a bit of a rambler. I'm like, what does that mean? Like you were a hoe? And I don't know. He's out there rambling, I, picking people's ears. <laughs> like a weirdo. <laughs> just ear picking, getting high on the farm and ear picking. <laughs> I just want, I need details. Like I really hope that Max passed doesn't end up being like a Steve, a Steve from Steve and Noy situation 
where we spend the entire season speculating, trying to fill in the gaps of this past because of the vagary. Okay. I just, I need more answers. Absolutely. But then we have Dominique and Max family. I was, I thought she really like presented herself really well and gave great thoughtful answers to the sisters or whoever Mm. they were. And mom, especially in the face of that mom sitting there with that cold ass RBF, also known as resting bitch face. I I just was like, you got to give it to Dom in this situation because you could feel that watching it. What was it like to be sitting across the table? You're trying to put your best foot forward and like, let this family get to know you. And this mom is just sitting there with a stink face and zero warmth. And the fact that she, like, you just know she had to be so self-conscious in that moment. There is no excuse for mom's behavior for the second episode in a row. I get it. She thinks this whole process is nuts. I know. She leads with that. That being said, I am not leading with my mom signed me up for this. Right. I'm sorry. That is not how we start the conversation. Okay. You're nine years younger than this person. The night before, your mom or McKinley's mom had a lot of skepticism when you sat down with her at the reception and talked. Yeah. When the question is, how do you know you're ready to be married? You are not leading with, well, my mom signed me up for this show. They asked her, like, why did you decide to come do the show? Now, yes, exactly. I, I'm just. I still. I'm not doing. I I'm hear not, you, I'm but not I leading. Think, I'm not leading with that. She followed up with plenty of her own personal explanation of why she feels ready for this and wants this, and I thought she did the best she could. That's great. Sorry, my only thought about where, but I mean, I don't know what else she should have said. But freaking mom. Freaking mom. She sits there with her eyes face the whole time, barely contributes, other than to say, I found it to be nuts with a stone cold face. And then when she's ready to ask a question, she asks if, you know, if McKinley ends up deciding that he wants to move back to be by his family in Michigan because all of us are out there, how would you feel about that? I'm like, really, mom? That is such a hardcore kind of impossible question for her to answer right now because she's known your son for 24 hours. Like give her a second. But I mean, did she ever get put on the spot? And like, I don't know how she could, she answered it honestly. I don't know how to, I don't know how I would answer that question. And it's, un, it's kind of unfair to ask. We're day one of, so too. we're day one of marriage. You've obviously met um, Dominique's family. You know that she has a close relationship with her mom. You know that her family is in Nashville, right? McKinley's out here going from cannabis farm to cannabis farm, living with (laughs) friends of, and and, and you're going to be like, now, if he moves back to Michigan, are you coming? Yeah, why is the onus on her? He signed up for Maths Nashville. Like, very good point. But it's clear that her answer is the wrong answer for mom. No answer is the right answer for mom. Mom exactly. is wound up so tight, you could put a rock up her butt, and in 15 <laughs> minutes, it would turn into a diamond. Oh, my God. That is so gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, mom's mom 
this was an impossible feat. And if anything, I just felt bad for Dominique that she got put on the spot with that question. Cause I was just like, if anything, if I was in her position, I might give some bullshitty, like, I mean, I'm open. It would, that would definitely be a huge move and there would have to be a lot of discussions, but like, you know, theoretically I would be open to moving with my husband if that made sense in our lives. Like I would have maybe done that. Yeah. That's good. But she was put on the spot and she's younger and she's just trying to be honest. And mom hasn't given her like, yeah, you can't win with this mom anyway. So it's like, screw it. Uh, but they overall also seem into each other. Yeah, they do. I don't fully get it yet. Yeah. Like I don't really get it. And I feel like she was just like so drunk and giggly on her wedding night. And he's still. It kind of just seems like one big party to her right now. Mm-hmm. In a way. But I still don't know enough I mean, about I think him. She seems very sweet. I no, just, she seems sweet. Yeah. But like. And yeah, he's it, a mystery man to me. So. I know nothing. But what we do know. Okay. So she was on After Party. She does admit that she was drunk by the end of the wedding and blah, blah, blah. Um, she also, this was a bombshell to me. She admits that Mac is not someone she would typically go for. She typically likes tall, dark hair, nice smile, which I put, LOL. Are you implying he doesn't have one? Yeah. But then she like quickly was like, but I was pleasantly surprised though. I really was. So that was good. She fixed that at the end. Uh, but interesting. And... Then we do we see like the teeniest sliver of it at the end of the episode. There's some effing drama in their selfie video on the plane. And he's like bitching about a middle seat. And you're like, what's going on? And then Dominique basically implies that like Mac was a complete drama queen on this travel day. Yeah. Do we have a male word for Karen? Because I think it was from what I she yeah. was trying to protect him. Yeah, and she was being very nice, and you could tell that there was more to the story, and that she looked weary from the day. But yeah, he definitely seems like he was wanting to talk to some people, some managers. He was not okay with like where his seat was. Then he accidentally canceled their flights altogether, and then then they ended up on a different plane with like not. She just had. She was like, yeah, it was a day. And you could tell like, oh, he was annoying as fuck. And you were probably going, what, what, who is this dramatic? Yeah. Well, like I've person. said before, he didn't want to be on the middle seat. Okay. When you are married to someone, you are in the middle seat. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it because yeah. your partner, your wife is either a aisle person or a window person. And where are you going to sit? Unless you're on this empty plane, are you going to sit with a seat open in the middle? No. You have to sit there, not sure if you have an armrest on the left or the right side of you. Not sure what the rules are. Feel like you can't get up to go to the bathroom. And this is the life that you are going to be living for the rest of your life, McKinley. So get over it now. Shut your mouth and sit in the middle seat. Sounds like someone's still adjusting to this reality. of. I'm marriage. in the middle seat everywhere. I'm in the middle seat on planes. I'm in the middle seat on family car rides. I've been a middle. You have the smallest butt in the family. This is 
egregious. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Kirsten and Shaq. Okay, right away. Oh, gosh. right away. So he, they're like, she's sitting on his lap in the hotel room. They're being cute and giggly, blah, blah. He asks if he can kiss her, which, if we'll all recall, is apparently the main reason why she didn't kiss him at the altar. Well, there goes that argument, Kirsten. You outed yourself in a matter of hours. Which we were on top of this last week when we said it is not about the asking. We are convinced it's about the boldness. And now, okay, so now, now the new thing is he has to get to know me first. And I just put all code for I'm not attracted to him right now. Bummer. This is a question I have to pose, though. So, like, obviously we are annoyed because we love Shaq and we love these this this couple as a potential match. And we're just like, Kirsten, get over yourself. You're going to fall in love with your, with him if you let yourself. Uh, but let's talk about this. So, like, what is the right thing for her to do, though? Because we have talked in so many past seasons. We have said that people who know that they're struggling with attraction at the top, more often than not, we wish that they would just keep their mouth shut and stay open. Because when you make statements about this early on, you plant a seed. It can often spiral before you ever gave yourself a chance for an attraction to grow. And it can irrevocably hurt the other partner and you that in a way you can never come back from. I know she's not saying it to his face right now, but she's still saying it to camera. It's going to come out. I guess I'm just like, what's the right thing? Like, should other than should she have just kissed him because she should have been open to maybe having her mind changed with an amazing kiss? Is is that where we land? Two things. This is where I land on it. First of all, no one should do anything they don't want to do. Right. Period. Okay. So I'm not saying you need to kiss him. It's not Even my place. It's not. It's not my place to say that. Him. My problem is you. Li- you have been lying to all of us about your reason for not kissing him at the altar, and now well, she's trying not to be an asshole. Maybe I like, know, but he, not an Alyssa. It is one thing to say that you're not to tell him that you're not attracted to him. A kiss. A peck. It was going to be a peck. He was not asking for a makeout. It was going to be a peck. Yeah. And that is not saying that. That's not su- suggesting that she wants Doesn't to have sex have to with him. Right. What I really, really, really don't like is when certain people, whether they are, you know, the male or female in this scenario, I do not like when they are being put in a deficit off the bat and they have to feel like they have to prove themselves more than the other person where it's an unequal thing. Obviously everyone needs to prove the, you know, who they are as they get to know each other. Right. You know, but what I don't like is this deficit thing. For example, and sorry if I'm jumping ahead here, he's, they're not going on the honeymoon right away. Right. She throw is it a good look for him? No. Is there anything that he could do about it based off of the Clearly information? Not. Clearly not. 
But her reaction to that is, well, he's going to have to really prove. And I just, I don't like, he's, she's, he's already, she's already doing right, that like with him. Right. With the she kiss, already said with, like. With the hold, withholding the kiss. And now he's got to do extra. Like strikes against Exactly. Him. I don't like that. Which did have two strikes on the night of the wedding? Because yeah. he's bald and something else? Yeah. How many strikes oh, because he's he younger than me? By because he's three months or months. something? Who knows? That's, that's what I don't. That's what I don't agree with. And that's sure, why I have sure. a problem with her right now. Yeah, for sure. That's a little different. The Like, I guess I just, at the end of the day, was curious. Like, in that moment, like, what do you do when you, when you know deep down you're not attracted to this person yet? Like, we've got, what else is she supposed to do but deflect? Yeah. You know? I mean, I just think when I we've think seen this- I think she a little um, princessy and rude about it. She has that way about her. But overall, I, I was really just devil's advocating myself because I was mad at her. <laughs> when we've seen this in the past, yeah, the mistake that's being made nine times out of 10 by the guys is when- they're battling with this ins- with I don't feel attracted to you and then I'm going to go have sex with you. Like this is right. not that situation. Yeah. And so I do think that there is a line where you have to build some sort of in- you can build some sort of intimacy without being inauthentic. Yeah. And I just don't think Well, and you clearly like him right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean it's weird. We had that whole fun. thing Last week, where I said, is this the greatest comeback ever? Because he's taken off her garter with his teeth. And then we fast and forward. And doing the sexy dance and she's loving it. And she's sitting on his lap. And so clearly they have right. this clo- And I just, I just don't, it doesn't really line up and for me. And they have an amazing natural chemistry just in how they talk with each other. Like there's already that, like that personality click. It's like, it's easy. They're silly together already. They're very goofy. They're laughing a lot. Like the next morning, they're giggling about how she was falling asleep when he was talking to her. And I just, it's so weird. It's like, so she clearly feels like a bosom. She feels like a friendship with him, period, in a really immediately comfortable way. It's just kind of like the jury's still out if she's going to be open to letting it grow beyond that. And then, yeah, she's not happy when she finds out about the whatever. Was there anything that stood out to you with the family brunches? No, I, I don't really remember. So Shaq met very with Kirsten's. It was like her girlfriends trying to like up the ante with the grilling, grill him like the barbecue baby back ribs. Oh yeah, from yeah last week. Right. Yeah, um, and they are also like. They're just coming from the same place that everyone is, which is like, he's saying all the right things. He seems awesome. But like, how can we know he's not secretly an asshole? And it's like, well, you can't. So you got to take him at his word right now. Uh, And they did, though. Her friend said, like, please be patient with her and be consistent. And she will come around because she basically said, like, it sounds like a lot of things just come to you. What if Kirsten doesn't just come to you? And he like, so this does sound like it's like a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not maybe completely unique to Shaquille and Kirsten. And maybe this is also part of her thing. Like she's pretty guarded and she's going to like be a little bit of a princess for a while to like keep you at bay and like protect herself. So 
just, I just want to see some give, a little bit of give. For sure, I do too. And he yes, I, it. you know, I guess she is making a sacrifice by not going on the honeymoon and going to him with this conference. I hope that she makes the most out of it. It doesn't look like it in the preview. But (laughs) in my opinion, this is your penance for not giving him a kiss. Sorry, you're stuck in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay, that's funny. Uh, When she meets with his people, she just expresses worry over his busy schedule and like, is he going to have time for me? Um, But it felt like a very like normal, real people conversation. And when she's talking to them, I, I just feel like she... The truth is that she's taking it super seriously and she's trying to play it off right now. Like she's trying to like keep an upper hand Mm -hmm. and I am just curious to see what that unfolds. Like, is she going to, is she going to let go a little bit? Almost like how we felt about Jasmina for a while, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I hope she doesn't keep it up for too long because she might prevent herself and them from themselves from growing. That's a perfect example for what can the what you don't want to do in this situation. Exactly. And And then they had remember, oh, my God, they had that incredible turning point in month two. But then all they could talk about all of month two was how they wasted month one. Yeah. And it was so exhausting. It was like, well, then you were part of that, dude. Like, why did you do that? Yeah. That's that could be a potential. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I still love this couple. I think there is something really fun and cute about them. And I think that they could be great. But I am already like bearing, like guarding my heart because I know I'm going to get bummed yeah. by them in my future. So should be interesting to see more to get like to see how she truly handles that full day where she doesn't get to go to Jamaica. I hope she gets over herself and grows up and like acts like an adult about it and then get them on the honeymoon ASAP, please, because they're I want to watch them there. And then finally, we have Clint and Gina now. This is a very interesting couple right now. Oh my God, I'm baffled. Because this is the couple with the most, it it was very difficult doing power rankings for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if people are going to agree with what I have to say. Because this couple has the most things that look we found out the most about their demise in the future. Yes. From previews and from Gina. But right now. But right now. They're apparently crazy about each other. They're apparently crazy about each other. They it's talk about baffling. how their families are so like connected there, already. There wasn't an ounce of awkward. I expected a lot worse. This was amazing. Clint goes on this diatribe. You have exceeded every expectation of the best case scenario right. in every situation possible. He gives possible. a very heartfelt toast just one-on-one with her and she's very touched by it. And it was weird because I thought we were going to see the shoe drop in this episode. I don't know why. I was convinced that we were going to get that group conversation from the preview at the honeymoon where he talks about body types. Uh, I thought we were getting that by the end. So I just kept because, oh, yeah, one thing we didn't mention. This was a weirdly short episode. Yes. It was exactly one hour. And I I think it was just because they're trying to keep it super clean. And now next week, it's like only honeymoon. Yeah. Uh, but right. So I just kept like waiting, like, oh my God, 
Oh my God. Oh my God. And it never came. And they're apparently like hearing him talk about, he's, I mean, I cringed a little, but he's going on about seeing her back exposed. And she's like, he's a 12 out of 10. So sexy. He says the attraction is there. If it escalates, I'm game. Yeah. I just, everything seems like we're like going swimmingly. Uh, Clint makes it clear that he did want to have sex last night. Of course. I mean, I'm a guy in my prime. And I was like, no, you're not. Okay. We have Clint and Gina's family. I mean, he's a great ass talker. He's just, he's his ultimate interview mode. Yeah. This is, this is going into a job interview he's and networking. just saying every thing that the person wants to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And he does it well, but, uh, we know that there's like a whole douche side to him. So it's kind of a trip to watch this kind of in this behavior in action. Cause you just know there's more to that, yeah. you know? Um, but he's playing like freaking all American greatest guy ever. And her friends are just worried that they're too similar and too busy. Um, I was just confused why they weren't, they're were talking about, you know, and she loves to travel and I'm like, right. And now they're married and they'll travel Together on the regatta. <laughs> At the regatta, amongst the regatta. She is not going to be on the boat when he's doing a regatta. Okay. Let's be no, very clear about let's this. Let's also remind ourselves that regatta is now an umbrella term for anything boat related. Okay. okay. Boat trips, boat times. So I'm just like, what are we confused about? They both love to travel. They'll travel together. I, I don't think... I mean, in the ideal world where this worked out how it was yeah. supposed to, they would be traveling together. That was part of the thing. Anyway. This is not a Jose situation where he doesn't want to spend any right. money. He doesn't want to leave his home. Yeah. Oh, my God. Remember that? She's still, like, she posts a lot. This is from Houston. Jose and Rachel. Rachel. Rachel and I, I feel like her mission after her and Jose got divorced was to, like, show all... Be like, okay, and now I'm just going to put the traveling in your face so you can see the life I'm leading without you because you're so boring. Because she travels like every two weeks. Um, also, Lindy's been traveling a lot. Miguel's not in any of the photos. What's everyone's thoughts? I'm not feeling hopeful. Okay, I digressed. Gina and Clint's friends. Okay, this is where we have our new plot thickener. Which is, she admits to his family, which I found this to be a baffling choice. I found it to, okay, go. That go. she's not normally attracted to gingers. She doesn't know. She just hasn't been. But her last partner was blonde and she was able to look past it. I was like. Not a good answer. Gina? Not Why a good answer. Why are we saying that? And no. then, obviously in our preview, we see her telling him this, but in a seemingly less graceful way and a more pointed way. And now I'm like, wait, does his assholery get kicked off because she leads with, I'm not attracted to gingers, AKA you. It, two things. First of all, but going, make, going, going back a second. Okay. Thought it was like a very, she sits down at the table and I don't know who that person was. 
from Glenn's oh, family. The friend. friend first question. Like, do you think he's hot? Do you think he's hot? I'm like, okay. I kind thought of, it was kind of funny. Okay, whatever. I just, that wouldn't have been my first question. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, I am very interested to see how next week plays out. I'm, because yeah, I'm lost. Now, Clint, what Clint said is we don't say that. What he the comment that he's going to make about people's right, bodies. About that, body types. We don't say that. No. That being said, and he took a lot of shit for it, and he will take more shit when that episode actually airs, rightfully so. However, it is going to be very interesting to see the order of operations yes, I here. Know. If who if, says what first? Exactly. Exactly. I'm dying. I'm dying to because, know. Because yeah, the fact it that does she kind of change it potentially does brush, change it a little bit. Yeah. You're like, oh, but I'll again. Th- now I'm even more confused because mere hours ago, Gina was looking at the camera, going, "Oh, he's 12 out of 10, super sexy." So confused. I'm so confused. What does it mean? What does it mean? Any more thoughts on them? No. Yeah, it was just like a weird would, Twilight Zone episode with this couple because we all know that it's going to a bad place. We thought we knew kind of how. Now we're even more perplexed of how we get there because of how much they seemed to be into each other in this episode. But none of that has happened yet. Yep. And when they are talking to themse- to each other, mm-hmm. that is not the case. Right. That being said, would you like to hear my power rankings? I would love to hear... The first Power Rankings of season 16. I think a, I don't think people are going to be happy about this. I'm just going to press Well, it okay. Right reminder. I'll, you can ask. Okay, reminder. Power Rankings reminder. These rankings will definitely change week to week. They are only based off of what has what has occurred in the episode. Yes. We are not ranking people based off of previews that we've gotten. Yep. We are not ranking people necessarily only thing- based on after party, right? Um, only what has been done in the in the episodes thus far. What we have bared witness. That to. being said, I'm open to criticism. Yeah. I receive it. <laughs> I expect to get some for these. Okay. I I'm will scared. answer any questions that you have. Okay. Okay. Number five. Kirsten and Shaq. Okay. Reasons being. Uh, they're in Jackson, Mississippi right now and not on their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have not kissed. Yeah. And compared to other couples, they seem a little further behind. Okay. Okay. Number four, I have Dominique and McKinley. Okay. Into each other. However, we have some familial concerns. Yeah. Okay. Number three, I have Jasmine and Eris. Once again, into each other. We have familial concerns. Um, I think they're a little bit, I think they make a little bit more sense right now than Dominic McKinley. Okay. Number two, I have Gina and Clint, which is insane <laughs> to say. But I hate that. I know, but riddle me this. It, can you- Riddle it, your ass. I'm just saying, right now, they're very into each other. The families seem to be aligning. The family friends seem to be aligning. Yeah. Similar interests. That's all I can go off of right now. Ugh. And number one, obviously, Nicole and Chris. 
I'm so stuck on Clint and Gina at this position, but you might be right based on purely what we've seen so far. I mean, it's very early, honestly, when I was trying to put this together, when I was staying up and running the numbers, I have a model for this that I plug in. <laughs> I plug in a number of a different program? factors. Yeah, I have a, I have a program. Um, so when I was running the numbers and this is what this is what came out. You can't you can't argue with the model. <laughs> You're um, so full of it. <laughs> but I did feel like I had Nicole and Chris and then just kind of a blob Mush. of everyone else. Yeah. So I, I look for these couples to separate. Um, you know, we don't have a ton of data for the model right now, but it's something that we're monitoring and um, right. watch the space. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, I will be sure to put those up on the Insta. And if you have a bone to pick, then you DM that bone to pick. DM it to at tell death to us recap. Yes. Uh, Don't find me. I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so nice. We are finally done with weddings. They're over. Let's get into the juicy juice juice next week is going to be great i think we're going to be like chock full of information and one of the more underrated parts of the honeymoon Hmm. is group time together this is the first time we are seeing everyone interacting with one another and we have some personalities yeah and i'm very much looking forward to seeing yeah do you think we're gonna play 10 fingers on a boat and find out that someone else has slept with a mother and her daughter please i hope I hope <laughs> never do I ever comes at, doesn't make an appearance. Yeah. But, do you have any things from past honeymoons that you hope you do or don't see? Um, gosh, I mean, I hope I'm seeing. I hope I get some water sports. I, I hope mean, I get sports of any kind. You we know, better I love get a group boat down. ride. Period. I think we're gonna. We have to get a group boat ride. Yeah. Um, and shit goes down on boats. I'm People looking get too drunk. forward to red faces from not enough SPF <laughs> application. <laughs> Um, Rudolph noses. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to inappropriate comments. I'm looking forward to eye rolls, side conversations. I'm looking forward to it all. How many couples do you think are going to have sex on the honeymoon? Okay, so we know that Kristen and Shaq aren't, um, or Kirsten and Shaq. We, I'm going to guess, I'm going to say two. I'm going to say Nicole and Chris, and I'm going to, oh, three. Jasmine and Eris, Dom and McKinley. Those are my three. I was going to say three, too. Yeah. Okay. It depends when this whole fight between Gene and Clint happened, but yeah. <laughs> if it's early or late in the honeymoon. Yeah. But no, they're not. They're not getting it in. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Don't forget to find us on all the social media platforms. Follow us. Do the polls. Share us with your friends. Leave some reviews. And go to our Buy Me a Coffee if you feel so inclined and have amazing weekends. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.